You're listening to Bull and Dave's Excellent Podcast, Chicago's Podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Bull and Dave Show or Facebook.com forward slash The Bull and Dave Show. Buckle up, bitches. It's about to get juicy. episode number 86 bill and dave's excellent podcast i'm dave sitting in for bill uh it's been a little while since we've done the show usually june july may june july we go and take a little bit of a break from the show and uh the last show we did was uh under quarantine and uh i had hoped that after doing that show now when we come back everything will be back to normal and uh no still under quarantine still uh Sitting at home, still can't go to concerts. Uh, Lollapalooza canceled. They're doing concerts uh, at drive-in theaters where you sit in your car or maybe hang out in the space next to it. Social distancing is a thing still. Hopefully it'll be done soon. But uh, yeah, so we figured we'd switch it up. We had an opportunity to get a guest that's a little bit different than the type of guest we've had on and that is not in the acting world he's not a musician not a comedian um and uh but he's got a very cool background and and i'm excited to talk to our guest um but yeah so uh we're glad to be back and i'm glad to be back and i hope you subscribe tell your friends i hope you didn't forget about us hopefully you got a little red dot next to your podcast uh app and uh, you got notified of this, and if not, and you're catching it, do us a favor, subscribe, give us a rating. Uh, that would be great. All right, let's go to the phones right now. We got a very special guest, and uh, one that I'm really excited about because I think uh, in these times it's important to have this. We got uh, our uh, professor from the streets, our street professor, and he's from the streets to corporate suites. He is. Uh, jack of all trades, really, and I, and I really mean this uh, genuinely. He's a financial educator, uh, a high-performance life coach. He's a best-selling author, a motivational speaker, and he's a podcast host. You can check him out at Hala at Escala. On, uh, I, I listen to it on iTunes. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Rory Douglas, welcome to the show. How are you, sir? Well, thank you, man. Thank you, Dave, for welcoming to the show. I'm doing super here in sunny California on quarantine, lockdown, but still moving. Yes, yes, yes. And it's, and I tell you what, it's been kind of an odd year, and, I, and I'm sure for you too. And, and the reason I was really excited to have you on is because uh, I think, I think we, could all, we could all use a little knowledge when it comes to money, that's for sure. And, uh, and, and you're a financial educator, and, and, he, and some of your stuff, I've been listening to the podcast, I mean, just, just on life in general, is really amazing. It's it's really a pleasure to have you on. It really is, and uh, um, I I love this this uh, 
From the streets to corporate suites. So can I ask you, I mean, I can read your bio, I can share it and tell people to read it, but coming from you, just a little bit about yourself and maybe your background, if you wouldn't mind. Okay, well, you know, actually when I say coming from the streets to to corporate suites, um, I started off in the south side of Chicago as as a young boy and uh, pretty large family. I had uh, six brothers and one sister. And my mom, uh, my father passed at an early age. So my brothers and myself, we pretty much had to take care of my mom and the responsibilities. So we did a lot of different things in terms of anything, in terms of uh, working odd and in jobs, uh, uh, pushing groceries to people's car, cutting lawns, uh, just so many different things. So uh, I know what it is like to, to really, really grind. I know what it's like to really, really... Um, uh, work hard and, 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 and actually uh, be up against adversity and things that are going on in your life. And being in the south side of Chicago during that time, it was a very, very rough situation because it was the inner cities of Chicago. We had very little uh, money. We were poor. Right. And um, I, I experienced so many different things. I mean, it was very, very normal to see someone on the ground with a needle in their arm or uh, to witness um, uh, someone getting shot, things of that sort. But, um, you know, my mom, she pretty much um, put things together and she saw what was happening in Chicago and she basically saved her money and got us on the plane and got us out of Chicago. So I always I went from the streets to corporate street suites because when I was going to school days, I was pretty much labeled as, as a, um, a troubled youth. And the reason I was labeled as a troubled youth is simply because I had a, a disability. And I'll talk about that briefly in just a minute. But I was labeled as a troubled youth because I got kicked out of several junior high schools and several elementary schools. And I was a very, very smart student because the teachers, whatever, whenever they would tell me something, I would remember, recite it. I knew everything. But I had one problem, and I was suffering from something that's called dyslexia. I read things backwards. Really? So uh, being afraid of my uh, disability, what I would do is this horseplay so I can get through out of the class. So I was considered a troubled youth, but I had a disability. But it wasn't until one time my mother was driving down the road with me in the car, and we were on our way someplace, and she insists that I read the instructions. Read those instructions. She got really, really upset, and I tried to read it, and I was reading wrong. So she knew something was wrong. And then she went to the schools and told the counselors. And then I pretty much got tested and they found out that I pretty much had suffered from dyslexia and I received treatment and uh, I got over my hurdle. I got over my disability. So I tell people uh, to this very, very day that you may have a disability, but you don't have to be disabled. So when I say from the streets to corporate suites, I really mean that because I had a lot of adversity in the beginning. I worked so many different jobs from sweeping the floors to washing windows. And whenever I did work for any institution or any company, organization, I always went from the bottom to the top really, really fast. I may start it off bagging groceries, but I ended up being the manager. When I got into corporate America, I also excelled. So I've always been pretty much that entrepreneur, that person with the go-getter attitude and always have advanced. So that's why I get from the streets to corporate suites. I, I think that's awesome, and and you know we're we're based out of Chicago here, and uh, there's something, and, and I don't know if if people around the country know, but I, there's something 
not only being from Chicago, I mean, there's a lot of pride people carry in that, um, but being from the south side of Chicago, that, that means something, right? And and there's a certain connotation yeah, that comes with it, you know, and, and that, that you're, you, 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 it's a grind. It was a grind. Absolutely. It still is a grind for those that, that for, for people from the south side, you know, and, uh, and, and, and to come out of that and, and to, to do what you're doing now, I think was probably the thing we were most excited about having you on because I think, you know, I don't know that it's changed that much since you, since you were there. And I think people need people to look up to, to say like, Hey, just because this is the hand you're dealt to no fault of your own, that doesn't mean that there's not a future for you. You know what I mean? I agree with you a hundred percent. You know, it's funny because when you talked about the South side of Chicago, when I was a kid, uh, there was something that was called the Dan Ryans. It was a project. Yeah. And uh, that project was a very, very notorious project for crime and murder and things of that sort. And now when you look at Chicago and you look at what's happening in the inner cities, um, it, it's, it still exists. And um, I always tell people I've never seen a riot in a 700 credit score neighborhood. <laughs> That's the reason why I'm so um, uh, committed to getting the message of financial literacy uh, to our communities, all communities, not just not just African-American communities, but all communities, because we're living in a time that never before in America, Dave, the average American before the pandemic was one to two paychecks away from being homeless. Yeah. And one out of three Americans debt. But yet we had one of the richest nations in the world. But I always tell people, man, that tough times don't last, but tough people do. I love that. that it, that's that's so true, man. That's so true. And uh and yeah, you, I mean, you just you, you you find a way. You grind. You're paycheck to paycheck. How do you get? How how does how does a person? And I know it's different for everyone. And there's probably people that are listening, like, oh, Rory, yeah, sure, it's easy. It's easy to say that, right? It's easy to say that. But but I'm just trying to get by. I'm just trying to pay my bills. Like financial literacy was an interesting term, and, and I don't want to overlook that. What it, what does that mean? Can you can you? define that for, for me and for the listeners financial literacy what does that mean uh, most definitely you know financial literacy first of all is a necessity and financial literacy basically means financial education now when i said to you earlier that the average american is one to two paychecks away from being homeless and one out of three americans in debt and the average American family cannot handle a $400 emergency. The average college student gets out of college with about $25,000 debt if they're pursuing to be a doctor or a lawyer, anywhere from $100,000 to $200,000. Wow. So we say to ourselves, how could we be living in one of the richest countries in the world, but yet people are tied down in debt, yet people are sleeping up under freeway? And this is happening simply because of a lack of financial literacy. We do not understand the money game. We don't understand how finances work. So financial literacy is so important. I'll give you an example. Let's say the banks in America, Dave, on average, the major banks, mm -hmm. they give us on average minus 1%. That's what the banks give us in America. <laughs> when you think about inflation, inflation is basically the devalue the devaluation of the dollar bill, which means your dollar has less spending power. I call inflation the silent killer. Inflation right now in America is about four and a half percent. So think about this. If the bank is giving us minus one percent, 
and inflation is 4.5%, we have to have at least 5% or greater just to beat taxes and inflation. Wow. And it's something that I call 40-40-40. What I mean by 40-40-40? The average American works about 40 years, I mean 40 hours a week on average. They work about 40 hours a week on average. They work for 40 years, and they try to retire off of 40% of their retirement. We don't understand how money works. That's why, the reason why financial literacy is so important. That's the reason why I'm spreading the message of financial literacy, because once you become financially educated, you know exactly what to do with your finances. I'll give you an example. The average sports player in America goes broke within the first five years. How is it possible you made $20 million, $30 million, but you go broke because you don't understand finance? We think about in America right now, a school teacher can barely make a living, but entertainers make millions. And the bottom line is, is that we have to empower our people to understand how finance works. Because we're living in a nation, America, the, the land of the great, the land of, of, of the brave, but people are living here because and, and, and suffering because they don't understand finance. And when you think about finance, it contributes contribute to domestic violence, families breaking apart, uh, robbery, all these different things. That's why it's important that people get their financial house in order. And I believe personally that we don't have a money problem. We have a literacy problem. But once we educate people about finance, they can have money for a lifetime and not a lunchtime. Wow. That is, what, do you, what, would you, what do you think, though, like, what do you see as the biggest mistake people make with their money? Like, people that, that just don't understand, is, is it just spending? They just spend it on the wrong stuff? Uh, the biggest mistake people make with their money is, first of all, not really understand the principles of money. I call it finance 101. Uh, just for the, the listeners, it's just, uh, it's just something I would give them. It's something that's called the 1020 rule, the 1020 rule. Uh, we should um, have at least six to 10 months of our monthly expenses saved up for emergencies. That's the first thing you should go after. Six to 10 months of your monthly expenses just saved up for emergencies. So let's say you had $1,000 in expenses a month you need about $6,000 minimum just saved up. And the 20 represents 20 times your annual salary to retire. So if you make $30,000 a year, you need about $600,000 to retire. And that's what it's really all about. It's about not really, really understanding how money works. Yeah. Uh, once you understand how money works and, not, and then you know exactly what to do with your money, your money begins to work for you. But in most cases, we don't understand how money works. So our money doesn't work for us. And then here's one thing that's really, really important, more, most certainly anything. You know, when you pay your bills, Dave, before you pay yourself, you're conditioning yourself to be a consumer. And what is a consumer? A consumer is one who's controlled by the power of another. So if I pay all of my bills first before I pay myself, I'm training myself to be a consumer. But if I pay myself first before I pay all of my bills, I'm training myself to be a saver. So we just have bad habits. And I always tell people winning is a habit and losing is a habit. Once you break those habits, then you can turn things around. It's just that we have bad habits. But once we uh, turn those habits around, that's exactly how we flourish and move forward. That's why financial education is so, so important. It don't really take that much to get a lot. I tell people if a person would just say $10 a day, that's $300 a month. In 30 years, they would have a half million dollars. 
if a couple would save $20 a day, that's $600 a month. In 30 years, they would have a million dollars. So it's really, really that we don't have a money problem. We have a literacy problem. That's the reason why I'm sounding the alarm about financial literacy and the importance of financial literacy, because we got uh, kids getting out of college with debt because they don't understand financial literacy. And the things that I'm talking to you about is not taught in our universities. We're not talking about it in our ministries. We're not really talking about it in our homes. So we have to talk about financial literacy because if we don't get our shit together, I didn't curse, I said shit together, <laughs> we're going to be uh, facing perilous times. Yeah, I, I think it's huge. Like, I, I know they didn't teach that in, in any school I went to. That's for sure. You know, I did. Now, I, I just graduated high school. I'll be the first to admit it. Did a little bit of trade schools afterwards. But I don't remember any course on financial literacy or, I mean, I think maybe we spent a day learning how to write a check. <laughs> or balance a checkbook, maybe, yeah. <laughs> and that's about it when it came yes. to money, man. It was crazy. But you'll be surprised. I travel all around the United States, and I dedicate time going into high schools. And David, you will see the the children's eyes when when I come in there and I start giving them financial literacy courses. You, we get so many success stories. We tell kids, man, the kids that would normally take those smartphones and just use them for entertainment. They take those smartphones and create businesses and they take those smartphones and use them to their benefit. So the bottom line is, is that uh, we have to push financial literacy. And as I said earlier, how is it possible that a teacher can barely make a living, but entertainers make millions? That's the reason why we have to invest in education. When you think about it, the average minority makes about $13,000 a year, even if they're on welfare. But it costs over eighty thousand dollars a year to house one prisoner. Isn't that so? Crazy? The bottom line is, is that we have to invest in, in our young people so we can turn this thing around. But everything leads right back down to finance. That's crazy. And 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 you uh, recently collabor- co- collaborated with uh, uh, some other entrepreneurs on a book called "Cracking the Rich Code." And it gives you guys, uh, you, you guys can go online and get it, uh, however you get your books, or you go to a bookstore, or go to Amazon, or wherever. I'll, we'll, we'll make sure to share the link. Uh, but it gives readers tools on how to win in the current economy. And, uh, I, and, and I'm wondering if, if you can give us a little bit of insight in what you see in the current economy. Like this book, Cracking the Rich Code, what, what, what is maybe the cliff notes on some, something you can expect to learn by picking this book up? Well, you know, the title, Cracking the Rich Code, um, there is a code when it comes down to cracking uh, success, when it comes down to understanding money. There is a code. You know, doctors have a language, lawyers have a language, and the rich and the wealthy have a language. When you learn the language of the rich, rich and the wealthy, you don't have to be rich and wealthy. When you learn the language, you get the benefit. That's the reason why financial literacy is so important. By me going around America talking about financial literacy, spreading the message of financial literacy, uh, a good friend of mine, Jim Britt, he's a a life coach for about 20 years, very, very known individual. Uh, He basically heard me speaking out in the marketplace on financial literacy. And he basically said, hey, you know, I really want you to be involved with a project with myself, Tony Robbins, and and also to Kevin Harrington from ABC Shark Tank. So basically, we got together and we collaborated and we start talking about um, some things that we can do to help entrepreneurs pursue their purpose toward whatever it may be. Uh, if, if it comes down to finance, if it comes down to 
building a business, whatever it may be. And there is, there is a code that you crack, but how did you crack that code? You crack that code first by basic finance 101 principles, learning basic things like something that's called the rule of 72. I want the listeners to hear this. The rule of 72, Dave, is used by all banking institutions, all credit card companies, financial institutions, student loans. They all use the rule of 72. The rule of 72 can work for you or can work against you. It works for you if you're receiving the interest, but it works against you if you're paying the interest like a credit card or a bill. And you'll be surprised. Most of the people who work in the bank don't, even, don't know anything about the rule of 72. But the way it works is very, very simple. You take the number 72 and you divide it to any rate of return. If I was to say 72 divided into four equals 18, that means your money doubles every 18 years. So we have to learn exactly how to receive compounding interest versus flat interest. The bank give us flat interest, but we will never get ahead unless we get compounding interest. So the question is, how do I get compounding interest? Well, what we do in Cracking the Rich Code, we show people where the bank put their money. And that's, that's the code. We give secrets of how Americans can take their monies and put them in different places to get the interest and the compound interest that the bank normally would get. That's awesome. Compound interest. I remember I remember a little bit about that. That's where you want to be, getting that compound interest in your favor, uh, for sure, for sure. And that's an interesting one. So any uh, any interest rate divided by 72, the rule is 72, right? Right. You take interest rate, you divide it by the number 72, and that's going to tell you how long it takes to double your money. And once your money starts compounding, then your money starts growing. It's not going. I'll give you a good example. You can literally be saving money today and losing money because, as I told you earlier, the bank on average give us minus 1%. Inflation is 4.5%. So we have to have at least 5% or greater just to beat taxes and inflation. So today you can literally be saving money and actually losing money because taxes and inflation goes up every year. So how do you get ahead of that? You've got to receive compounding interest. And how do you receive compounding interest? In other sources and other resources. And those are the things that the book talks about. Show people what the rich and the wealthy is doing. And once again, you don't have to be rich and wealthy to do this. It's just a matter of understanding the language and understanding basic finance 101 principles. And that's the reason why I'm so passionate about this, because we got a new generation that's coming up, um, Dave, that's going to pass debt once again to the next generation. So we have to break this cycle. We have to start talking about finance. If we don't start talking about finance, we're going to continue to see the disparities that we see in the inner cities, for instance, in Chicago and most major cities. Uh, we're going to continue to see these things. I told you earlier, I've never seen a riot in the 700 credit score neighborhood. So it's really all about empowering people, giving people the resources, and giving people true education and financial literacy is an extremely important part of education. I love it, man. I think I think you're I think you're really onto something here, and 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 I think uh, I I hope people listen to it and 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 get the book Crack, Cracking the Rich Code. I think it's going to help, and I think more people need to be paying attention to this stuff because it's a long game. You know what I mean? And, and it's not about. Uh, short-term stuff. It's about long-term and changing habits, and and I love it. I love right. it. And, and I also, yeah. And also, Dave, I'm going to cut you off, but also, I really want to give something to your listeners. I want to give something to the person 
who is basically dealing with job loss right now because we got over 40 million Americans have lost their job. And some people may be saying, well, you're talking about all this finance. I don't have two nickels to rub. But this is what I want to say to those individuals. I want you to know that everyone, everyone has something inside of them that's great. And at some point, we have to go back to basics. I don't care if you know how to bake cookies, bake cookies and, and, and create revenue with that. Uh, whatever you know how to do right now, uh, create multiple revenue streams. You just really, really have to reinvent yourself during times like right now. And I believe most people, they don't plan to fail, but they fail to have a plan. So the worst thing in the world is, is to sit still right now in the midst of a pandemic. You've got to come up with a plan. And when you come up with a plan, it'll all work out. You have to come up with a plan and you have to execute that plan. Because right now in America, more millionaires are being produced as we speak. Amazon is making billions of dollars a day as we speak. So a lot of people are prospering in the midst of this pandemic. So don't let the pandemic shut you down. It, listen, I understand it's hard. You may have lost your job, but there's something that's inside of you that's great. And, and you have greatness inside of you. So just reach back and, and brush yourself off and just keep moving. But I really want to stress to the listeners to really, really take a simple financial literacy class a financial 101 class, it will help you and it will save your, your family also too in the future. I love it. And, and, and you've got uh, other books out there. I want to make sure I touch on them because if people are like, wow, cratching, cra- uh, Cracking the Rich Code, uh, I don't know if that's for me. There's other books that, that Rory's written here, uh, Artificial Intelligence, uh, The Power to Get Wealth, No Money Required. That one right there might be up my alley, right? The Power <laughs> to Get Wealth, No Money Required. That's a book that I'm not walking past and not picking up. You know what I mean? Uh, what, what, what's, what can we yeah, learn in yeah. that one? That one sounds interesting. Okay, I, I, I'm going to address Artificial Intelligence so you'll know. Artificial Intelligence is a book basically – letting people know ahead of time what's coming. You know, right now in America, we go into the bank, what do we see? Machines. We go into the supermarket, we see machines. We go into the airport, we see machines. Most Americans don't know that in the next five years in America Day, we're going to have about 8 million jobs displaced due to artificial intelligence. I just recently left Canada. McDonald's fully automated. Starbucks fully automated. So automation is here. So the bottom line is artificial intelligence is talking about how society is changing and what we need to do during these times, how you navigate during these times. And in terms of this pandemic, uh, I saw this, not the pandemic coming, but the technology was already preordained mm-hmm. in terms of artificial intelligence. But right now, people are communicating through social media. People are communicating through Zoom. You and I are talking through podcasts. And things are not going to come back the same. This is the new normal. The new normal is basically dealing through technology. So people are going to really, really have to learn how technology works, how it's going to affect us. And once again, if you got a smartphone, you got to turn that smartphone to exactly what it originally was supposed to be, a smartphone. So you're going to have to cut down a little bit on that entertainment <laughs> and teach your kids how to use that smartphone to uh, produce revenue and to enhance their education as they move forward in life. Oh man, you know, imagine imagine being a being a young kid with really you got a library in the palm of your hand with all the information that you could I mean, you could get these books that we're talking about and read them on your phone. 
Yep. <laughs> Everything is exposed on the home. The phone, like you said. And then when it comes down to the power to get wealth, no money required. Uh, so, uh, so you'll know this also too, Dave. Um, I'm a strong believer when it comes down to, to my faith. I'm a strong believer. I'm, I'm a Christian. Um, I'm a strong believer, and I have a lot of faith. And the power to get wealth, uh, no money required. A lot of people say, what do you mean no money required? Uh, I say no money required for a particular reason. See, uh, the, the word wealth has very little to do with money. Uh, the word wealth means all needs met. Wealth means all needs met. So let's say you lived in a one-bedroom apartment and you didn't have much money, uh, but you knew who you were and whose you were, and you had a goal and a dream for your life and you're working toward it, and you're happy, you're wealthy. So what, what most people don't realize is, is that we have so much greatness that's inside of us that we spend so much time focusing on what's outside of us and very little time focusing on what's inside of us. So the bottom line is, is that if you have a plan, you have a goal, you have faith, you have the determination to win, you can achieve anything. So being wealthy is basically a mindset. It's a lifestyle. But in today's society, we're taught basically to chase financial and, and monetary things. And that's not going to really, really satisfy us when it's all said and done. Because if that was the case, why do we see so many celebrities in trouble all the time? Why do we see people committing suicide that appear to have so much wealth? I mean, so much money. Yeah. So the bottom line is there's a big difference between wealth and riches. I always tell people, if you uh, feed a man a fish, he'll continue to eat. But if you show a man how to fish, he can fish for a lifetime. So the bottom line is, is that the true wealth really lies inside of you. So that book basically help people to tap into the inner wealth that's inside of them and just to let them know you don't need any money to get wealthy. Because the bottom line is this, whatever you're good at, if you put it forward, you can win. I always tell people, when you discover your passion, you'll discover your purpose. That's why it's so important that you find something that you're good at, that you're excited about, and you put your all into it, and I guarantee you, you will prosper. But we spend so much emphasis on physical things, money in general. But the bottom line is it all goes back down to financial literacy once again. If you don't know exactly what to do with that money, the scripture says that it's food and the money will depart very soon. And and you know what? And and for anybody that's listening that's like, yeah, it's easy to say, you know, if you, you know, you, you've seen it firsthand. I mean, Rory was, I mean, he began his career as a music manager, if I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken. And, uh, yeah. I mean, you work with, with some of the biggest names out there, Bobby Brown, Dave Hollister. I mean, it's like you've probably seen people with a lot of money that may, may have been miserable. <laughs> so, I mean, not that they, not that these two <laughs> gentlemen were, but when you're in that world. It's <laughs> funny you said that. It's funny that you said that because most of those individuals, uh, who you met right now have a lot of financial disparity. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Let's talk about holler at a scholar. Uh, this is a podcast that, uh, I've been listening to. And actually, uh, today I was listening to one and, and, and I really like, I, I, we, we do this podcast. I don't listen to a whole lot of podcasts to be honest with you. Cause I don't want to get 
caught into doing something somebody else is doing or, or copying somebody else's form or doing anything like that. So I, I try not to listen to them because I don't want to be like, oh, I love that. I'm going to steal it. You know what I mean? Um, but I, there, there, are yeah. a few, there are a few that I listen to, and uh, I was listening to one that you had, and I want to bring this up because I thought it was a, a great example of the podcast. It was one uh, – I haven't listened to the most recent one that you had on uh, uh, with Pastor Anthony McFarland, but uh, the one prior to that with Rob Redding I thought was uh, really on point, and it was hard for me to I, – I, I still got about five minutes left in that one. Um, but I just want to say I want to th- thank you for putting this – for putting these these interviews and these discussions out there, uh, holla at holla at a scholar podcast, and we'll make sure we share that. Uh, what made you decide to have a podcast? Well, when it comes down to holla at a scholar, what made me decide to do that is when I say holla at a scholar, what I'm talking in terms of is when I say going from the streets to corporate suites, I'm talking about all my experiences in life, my trials, my tribulations. I call it gumbo. So if you're from the South, you know, gumbo is a, it's, it's a, a putting a lot of things together, fish, crab, everything. It's gumbo. So I'm taking uh, all of my life experiences, putting it together, and I put together um, a podcast where I can talk about several issues, finance, family, fitness, uh, lifestyle, the whole nine yards. And I wanted to com- com- include all people, all communities. And, uh, you know, Rob Redding is a real good friend of mine. Uh, he actually is a, uh, an award-winning journalist. And um, I wanted him on my podcast because, you know, I, I see in today's society that uh, we have so much sexism, racism, uh, so much division. And, and I think that we have more things in common than uncommon. So How About a Scholar is just a fun podcast where anyone can come on and I can have a real conversation with them, no matter who they may be, and talk to them about real issues without watering it down or without basically um, being judgmental. So the bottom line is, is that um, Highlight a Scholar to me is just uh, something that I do just for enjoyment and for fun. And uh, I just really, really want to make sure that I impact people, all people. I want to impact all people because I think that right now in America, we're living in a time right now where there's so much division, uh, so much hatred, and, and all these things that are happening. But I'm a firm believer that there's good in everybody. So I just want to be uh, a change agent, Dave, and contribute to humanity to uplift people, to help people, uh, just, just to make people's lives better. That's what it's all about. And I really feel like um, one of the richest places in the world, Dave, is the, is the graveyard. There's so many buried dreams there, oh, so man. many buried ideas there. And uh, I think that, uh, you know, we, we really don't have time to do what we're doing. So Holla at a Scholar, man, is, is just a podcast, like I said, well, Holla at a Scholar. I'm going to talk to you about everything that I know, anywhere from technology to artificial intelligence to finance, uh, entertainment, whatever it may be. It's just some gumbo. I love it. I love it. And you guys, you guys can check out everything Rory Douglas at uh, RoryDouglas.net. You can follow him on Instagram and Twitter at Rory K Douglas. And uh, I, I gotta say, guys, uh, these we don't really get political or 
or, or anything like that normally on this show because we want it to be like a departure. You see enough of that stuff in the news. But I really think, I genuinely really think that uh, these are the types of discussions that people should be having and, and these are the type of people that we should be looking up to is people like Rory and the guests that he has on his show. And, and Rory, I can't thank you enough for, for being like this glimmer of of positivity uh, in, in such a negative time, it seems like it. Anytime you turn on the TV, uh, I wish I wish we had more people like you, and I'm I'm glad that you're bringing guests like that on and, and and putting them on in the spotlight. I really appreciate the work you're doing, man. Well, Dave, I I, I thank you for that, man. And I actually went and I was checking you out, and I just want to let you know, man, that it's just a reflection of yourself. And um, I want you to keep on doing what you're doing, pushing and and spreading the, the wisdom and the knowledge. And, and we're gonna, I'm going to keep rocking and doing the same thing. And uh, I, I'll meet you at the top, man. I guarantee you. I'll see you again and speak to you again. Well, thank you so much. And thanks for coming on, guys. RoryDouglas.net. Check it out. And uh, make sure you get the new book. It's called Cracking the Rich Code. Uh, he's collaborated with uh, entrepreneurs. And uh, this is all stuff like, you know, if you're quarantined and and you're not working, this is a great opportunity to get your learn on, man. And uh, I would I would highly recommend it and and educate yourself and and and, and things will get better, man. Rory, uh, thanks again. Any last words? Well, my last words is, um, hey, I I want everybody to know that um, you are great and there's some greatness inside of you. And uh, I know we're dealing with a lot that's going on in America right now with pandemic. But just keep something in mind. Uh, don't let nothing stop you. Uh, shoot and reach for your dreams. And last but least, as I said earlier, tough times don't last, but tough people do. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Rory. Be safe out there, man. Take care, buddy. All bye right. bye. Bye. All right, there you go, Rory Douglas. What a cool guy, man. What a cool guy. And uh, he's just a wealth of knowledge and just a very positive guy. And I think, like I said, we need, we need that positivity in the world a little bit. I think, uh, too much negativity out there, too much negativity and somebody that's uplifting and, and is positive. That's, that's the kind of people I want to have on the show. So I'm really excited that, uh, Rory was kind enough to give us some of his time. You can catch him on the intertubes. RoryDouglas.net is the website for all things Rory Douglas. You can follow him on Twitter and Instagram at Rory K Douglas. And uh, yeah, give him a follow. Check out the book. Don't forget it's called Cracking the Rich Code. That's the newest one uh, he collaborated on. And uh, he's got a couple books of his own, Artificial Intelligence and The Power to Get Wealth. No money required. Uh, you can check them out. We'll put the links in on the uh, show info, or you can go to our website and uh, check it out there too. So thanks for checking us out. Episode 86 is in the can. We will catch you next time. Thank you for listening. Please be sure to subscribe and rate us. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Bill and Dave Show or Facebook.com forward slash The Bill and Dave Show. Thank you.